Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another amazing episode. And men, this is probably an episode a little bit more for the ladies, but there are actually sections in here that men would um, definitely learn from still. We may have to fast forward some of the girl chat, but it's still very, very valuable for any men that want to listen. Um, Madeline and I, so Madeline is a good friend from New York, and we are talking all about the feminine stuff, obviously, and we're, we also go on a massive fucking amazing rant about like how to not pitch your business to people and like annoying marketing things people do and stuff. So it's actually quite a um, vibey episode, plus full of chicken nuggets full of chicken nuggets in terms of relationships, in terms of feminine energy and getting your man or the masculine in your relationship to lead you being able to surrender X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it go, let it flow. And you guys can let us know what you think. Make sure that you tag Madeline and tag me in your Instagram story so we can like both repost it. Um, and then I'm going to put the links for any programs, uh, courses, whatever you want to do below it. Um, at the present time, when this is when this is uh, like launching, nothing is open. Like no, none of my deeper trauma uh, programs are open at the moment. In saying that though, um, if you listen to it later, they will be. So deeper ones include Baba, Queen Alchemy and any one-on-ones. Um, but MMM level one, level two, they're open. Witch Room Wisdom and my bundle, they're all there if you want to dive into those. And you can go on the wait list for Baba or Queen Alchemy because the next round of Queen Alchemy will open up in September, which isn't even that far away, for the last round of 2020, which is super sad but exciting. I'm also, guys, guys, I'm also like, how the fuck has this year gone so quickly? Like, we've been inside for most of it and like, it's already fucking August. I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, I hope we've all been making the most out of 2020 despite the circumstances. Um, and yeah, enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. And as always, guys, I would love for you to leave a review and I'm going to leave Madeline's details in the description below as well. Cause she also has a podcast called mind body musings, which may be of interest to some of you as well, because she also talks about feminine energy things and whatnot, and has had some amazing people on, um, as, uh, like interview, interviewees, interviewees, She's interviewed them. You know what I'm trying to say. It's so fucking hot in London today. It's like 35 degrees and I'm sweating my ass off. So I'm going to leave it there and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach. And I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, my love. I'm so well. How are you? I'm doing really well too, actually. So where are you at? I'm in London. And sorry, if I have a mouthful of like stuff, it's because I've just been like trying to eat my lunch between things. Um, Where am I? I'm in London. And um, I'm in London. I'm actively trying to make friends, which is challenging, Mm. but I'm getting there. I've got, so far I have five friends, which I'm like pretty happy with. (laughs) Five friends, five friends. That's great. Where are you at? Yeah. Where are you at? I'm I'm upstate New York. Okay. Um, I live in an ayahuasca. Uh, this is recording, so this okay. probably shouldn't be in there, but I live in an ayahuasca community, so wow. it's pretty intense, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I haven't quite, like, 
done the things I need to do to feel solidified here, mm. like get a car and have agency and be able to come and go as I please. So I'm, we're currently, me and my partner are currently, yes, because I have a partner. We're okay. figuring things out of how to feel grounded here and really commit to like, this is where, you know, this is where we are as a couple. Amazing. So. Well, okay. So last time I saw you in New York, I miss New York so fucking much. I don't know whether you're missing it right now, but I am really missing it. Um, you were single. So can we, can we talk about this man for a second? Yeah. I want to hear about it. Go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, cause I have to know what I, what I, how I'm, how yeah. I present this. Cause something's not around the DL. Um, yeah. So in February, I got this inkling in this hit that I needed to go to this place to do uh, an ayahuasca ceremony. I just had this instant hit that was like, you need to, you need to go do it. You need to sign up today to do it this month. Yeah. So I, I just said, okay, God, if I'm meant to go by 2 PM, cause that's my lucky number, okay. send me, have them send me a newsletter saying there's an open seat to do, okay. to, to take part in the ceremony. And I did at that time. And mm-hmm. I just, uh, emailed them back, say, sign me up. And then I had a call with a man who mm-hmm. did my intake stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I came here and we had such a special connection, me and him, the guy who did the intake call. And uh, um, then that was the last ceremony that they had before a quarantine hit. So mm-hmm. we just started talking on the phone during quarantine. And then a month into quarantine, he was like, I need to find a way to get you back here. So he got me back to the place where we did the ceremony. And then uh, I, I just packed enough for like a couple weeks because mm-hmm. we didn't have the talk of how long am I going to be there. So I yeah. thought like, cool, I'm going to go up for a bit of time and hang with him and get to know him better. Mm. I have not left. It's been oh my God. Like four months. I haven't left. We're deep in a committed relationship. We're madly in love. We just took our first trip together. I'm not leaving. I'm actually like committed to living in this area now. Oh, that's so, so exciting. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So wait, I, I wanted to ask actually, have you ever done mushrooms? I've, so I've, taken mushrooms but they didn't quote like work with me I don't think okay. I took a high enough dose okay but I, want I to. feel it's like yeah it's on my list and like you know Dom yeah of course you know Dom yeah. so like he does he's been doing them every weekend since like quarantine hit and we were all in like a lockdown yeah wow. and the way he like sets up his space is just so amazing oh shit so amazing anyway and we were actually going to do it together because I have a thing of like, I, I've never done any drugs before and I really have been Aww. feeling called to do mushrooms. Yeah. Ayahuasca kind of freaks me out the whole like go to the Amazon thing. I mean, you didn't go to the Amazon, which is great. But my friend Taj did the whole Amazon spiders everywhere. And I'm like, no, nah, sorry, I'm just not cut out that shit. Like count me out. But um, mushrooms sound so, like, like a lot of fun. And so Dom and I were going to do it in New York one weekend. And then I had to leave because of fucking Corona. Um, and then I've met another guy here just like as friends and he's like actually the same age as Dom and he also does mushrooms. And so I'm like, oh my God, we have to do a mushroom journey. So I'm always like intrigued to know what people's like experiences are. Oh my God. That's so much fun. That's so fabulous. I, I have it on my list to, to do that. I'm actually quite surprised that I have not done it yet. Yeah. It just hasn't, you know, it hasn't come about, but, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm ready to do whenever, whenever the time arises. Yeah. Cause it seems it's just a happy it's a happy experience like okay mushrooms it's just okay. like super fun so I hear yeah um, okay so I'm I don't think you can really go wrong unless you just take way too much yeah so besides your man what else has been going on since fucking quarantine 
Oh my God. Oh, so it just feels like so much. Um, Have you been coping? I've, I, I've been fine. I mean, I live in an area where it's like the area I live in is super potent. Like Mm -hmm. I live in a vortex, like it's a bubble and it's a vortex. It's really deep. Like Mm -hmm. there's people coming and going in this, in, in our little community we have here. And, um, so I'm, I'm in a very deep, intense world, but it's not the the world everyone else is experiencing right now okay. with, with uh, COVID. And, yeah. and when you're living in these bigger, like if, if I was in New York City, obviously the experience mm. would be insanely different. Yeah. Um, but being here, it's like, there's a lot of healing happening, people coming and going for their healing. And it's, there's like a million crystals on this property and like, it's mm-hmm. a vortex. It's really, so I, I've, I've been experiencing some challenges because yeah. I've, I don't live, I'm not someone who normally lives in community. And okay. for this relationship, I've been making a lot of quote sacrifices. So you could say mm. not from a victim standpoint of like, yeah. I'm doing all these things and it's hard. <laughs> But more like I'm doing all these things and it's hard mm. and it's fine. I'm here for it. But um, I certainly do miss having my, like I, I live in an, in an airstream that's okay. next to this house, like literally five feet away. Right. So I'm living in this little thing next to this mm. really big thing. And I don't have um, like my, my sacred bedroom and yeah. my sacred space. And every time I leave my little airstream, I never know if I'm going to see people. So there's like a, a lack of, of agency around yeah. who I see and when. Yeah. So it's the ultimate surrender experiment here. And it's like the opposite oh. to New York. Yeah, it's totally the opposite to New York in all the best ways. Yeah. Um, and then also some of the more challenging ways, like I don't mm. have people all around that are like I have people all around, but they're not like strangers who just like, are you're in the magic. Like, yeah. You're just in the magic. Oh like, God, New York. And- <laughs> I've yeah. literally been watching Gossip Girl to get my fix because I just, I'm, I miss oh. even like, even, even though London's a big city, I miss, and it's also a Corona thing. I miss it with, with New York. You could just text someone and be like, Hey, should we out for dinner tonight? And you'd always be out. There's things to do. The energy of the city. It's so fucking alive. Like I, I miss that shit. Is there anything that you're glad to be away from? You're just like, okay, I was, I needed a break from that or. Um, oh gosh. What would I be glad to be away from? Oh, I mean, I will say, okay, well, this is like not really that much of a thing, but like I did, I hated the sticky hot days in New York, obviously. Um, yeah. but that's pretty much it. Like I, I actually, I wouldn't want to be in New York right now. I don't wish I was there right now. It's just that I miss this city because mm. it's just such a yeah. it's just a special place and I kind of wonder like will it be the same soon or will it actually take quite a while for it to get back to the usual New York do you know what I mean um yeah and I, I honestly just miss like you know the friends there Springbone obviously like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff you know and I it was always weird I would always bump into people in New York and it's like you don't bump into people in New York but I would always bump into people and just I don't know like everywhere's so busy. There's people everywhere. You're always meeting people and talking to people. And it's just like a fucking vibe, you know, and it obviously wouldn't be a vibe right now, but it's just a vibe. And you don't have that in London. Well, at least not where I'm living in London. So 
Where are you in London? I'm in Battersea, which is a really nice area. It's beautiful, but London's just like, maybe London's kind of like, actually I would say it's kind of like LA. You've got like a city center with Mm. like some buildings, but then everyone is super spread out. There's like a trillion quote unquote inner city suburbs. Um, But it's still like, like I live in a muse, which is like a townhouse. So it's not like a city vibe. I don't have like gorgeous views you know, you can hear the birds. I have an outside area. Like the fact that you can hear the birds basically tells you where I'm living. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. New York. Yeah. I, I get sad when I think about it. I get sad yeah. when I think about New York city. The other day we went on a trip and we, we had to go into New York city to go to LaGuardia and yeah. I started crying immediately. Aww. Just like seeing the city, I started crying. Yeah. There's a lot of things I do not miss, to be honest. I'm I was thinking about leaving before all this happened. Okay. And I told the universe, I said, if I meant to leave, please let it happen for me. Yeah. I fucking did. It was just yeah. magical how everything happened. Love but that. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. My nervous system felt really scattered. I think mm. we even talked about this yeah. when you and I met up. Yeah. My nervous system was feeling stretched and scattered and the city was just feeling really tight and mm. pressured. Like my apartment felt tight and pressured. Okay. The people that lived underneath me and above me, just there was yeah. a lot of stuff that felt like it was becoming, it was becoming too much. Yeah. But there are things I really miss too, just the acting scene. Cause I was getting mm. very much into acting. Yeah. Uh, what happened with that? I, well, you know, the whole industry is kind of, I am seeing, you know, like there are people, the creators are being creative. Um, people are, are making things and writing things. Most likely movies will be casted you know, once we're out of this, because mm. a whole bunch of writers will have new ideas. Yeah. But um, there's not much available right now to, to be auditioning for. But I, I do plan, since I'm in New York, to get a car and then go down and, and I'm still going to be acting. Yeah. I'm just going to like apply from afar and then okay. go down there if I get gigs. Okay. Um, so I love that's that. That's the plan right now. I love that. So what you live in a caravan for a while? A caravan? Like a like van? A- like a like a camper van is that what you call it? Yeah, that's what I I still am in that. Yeah. Oh. Airstream. Yeah. Oh, so, is that what Airstream uh, is? God. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a van. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm in both. Okay. I'm like in I'm like in the community like the 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 hmm. Airstream is on the property and it's okay. right by the house. So I'm in there just to, to sometimes sleep and there's yeah. a little kitchen in there and then I come yeah. in the house like I'm in the house right now to do this interview and yeah uh and then there's like a garden down there and there's a little pond like there's all these beautiful places yeah. to go to um but being I'm such a neat freak like for okay. me being in the airstream has been challenging because when you walk on the property you get little rocks and leaves and and dew <gasps> all over your feet and then you come in this tiny little place mm. and then there's little rocks all on the ground and I'm like ah, I can't do this. <laughs> so, so then I get my lint roller in my broom like every day. And, you know, there's you just a lot of things. roll the floor? Do I what? You lint roll the floor? floor? Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, wow. Sometimes. I have a tiny little papillon. And so his hair gets everywhere. And oh, then see, I sit okay. on the rug. And so I might like. <laughs> That's the it's one of my weirdest. It's like if there was a little camera to watch me like just like hunched over lint rolling the floor. Um, 
you'd probably have like hours of footage. Oh my God. That's so funny. I was looking at our DMs before because I feel like I, oh, it's 414. I feel like I um, messaged you and I was like, okay, we need to do a fucking podcast together. And you were saying, well, actually, no, there was one thing that was so true that I feel like we should jam on uh, about like the feminine feeling safe in relationships and how, you know, you make those universals of like, fuck this, I'm out. Or you always do this. Like I'm done when you actually don't mean I'm done. You mean I don't feel safe right mm-hmm. now in this, in this scenario which I wanted to jam on with you. Um, but then also what I definitely wanted to make mention to you because I had it, yes, I had it, I had it, to, um, ex- I experienced this yesterday and I was like, oh my God, I thought of you. Shit fucking pictures. And you said on your Instagram story of when like people are just pitching to you basically just to get a free promotion on like on your podcast and it's not an actual like value exchange or anything. It's just like, we want something from you. And I got this email yesterday and I literally replied being like, this is a, like, I literally was like, this is a terrible pitch. And just so you know, like you're a PR agency, you should not have a fucking do a better job at this. And then they replied being like, Oh, like, thank you for your interest. We actually can't do people in the UK. I'm like, you did not read my email. I'm like, this is like a bot thing. Like it was from a full PR agency. They basically DM me, messaged me like an email wanting me to do like, to like promote this like product, but in literally says an email for us, for US customers only. And I'm like, if you actually looked at my Instagram, you'd know that I've just been in the South of France. So like, I'm not in the US. Anyway, I was just fucking weird. So I'm so like, before we move on from that, uh, I'm so over this. I'm so, I get stuff every single day. Sometimes it's written by real people. Normally it's a bot. Today I had one that was like, hey, and then a moon emoji. Just like, hey, a moon emoji. Like, And then I get people who don't even say um, my correct name. Like, I think of one time I had like, hey, Megan, or hey, Monica. What the fuck? Um, and, and then I get people, I get, I get other podcasters who I know of. Like, I've, <laughs> I've received something that it was like, hi, very specific name of a woman who has podcasts similar to mine. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's not me. Um, yeah. And then another interesting marketing thing I've noticed. Tell me if you experienced okay. this too, but on Instagram, people who are building their Instagrams up and who are women empowerment coaches doing yeah. feminine or whatever they're doing, they'll like tag me and all <gasps> these other people on their post My so that God. they show up in the tagged. And I, you know what I do? I go through and I, I, I keep I myself untagged, tagged, but I remove it. I remove it from being seen in my profile. Oh, and, can you, can you, had, you have to do you know, you, you can do either or. You can either remove okay. your tag completely or just hide it from showing up in your tag. Oh, I need to do both. Area. Okay. Uh, then just remove yourself because that'll... Okay, I remove out. myself. That pisses me off. It's like, yeah. if you're trying to reference me because you've learned something from me, put me in the caption being like, learned this from or go listen to Monica's episode. But when people just tag me because they want more engagement, it actually, I'm like, this has a reverse effect because it's actually like so much scarcity energy and not a fucking, it's like desperation that drives me up the wall when people tag me and shit. Or the one that I've also been seeing is people tagging you in Instagram stories. So they get more impressions to like boost the algorithm. Yeah, and they'll block oh. out your name so it's the same color as the background, so you can't see it on the story, but they'll tag you in it. Oh, I know. Really? And I'm like, this actually, like, really, okay, I actually had a DM today, and it kind of broke my heart. It was obviously a young girl, and she messaged me, and she was like, 
Um, hey, how do I get my period to stop? I'm on day two, but I'm going for a swim tomorrow. And I actually was just like, and it just, I was just like, this is, I mean, a couple of things. One, people know, a lot of people know now don't ask me for free advice because I've just, I'm not going to give it to you via DMs anymore. Like I've got so many free resources and I know you get this, but then that also kind of broke my heart of just like, well, and also I'm like, I can't make your period go away. Like once you've got your period, babe, like you need to kind of wait it out. Like it's not just going to disappear all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, people have some funky fucking marketing tools lately. Yeah. That's a really hard question to receive too. It like, it pulls at your heartstrings because you want to like go into your monologue about yeah. like the period is beautiful. Yeah. Welcome it, sweetheart. Like find the moon blood magic mysteries and like Seriously, go into I it. But, but then you're like, I don't have too much time and I can't That's do legit that right me. now. I want to like send yeah. you all these voice memos like edu- educating her, but I'm actually like, I'm lucky that I'm eating lunch and it's like, I haven't even eaten lunch and it was like 4 PM and I quickly tried to shove some before I interview. I'm like, I don't have time to send you a monologue, but you know, I need to send her podcast interviews, but uh, like podcast episodes. But, um, the other really interesting marketing one is like people will like follow you and then they'll like slide into your dams being like, I want to know all about your business. And I'm like, you're trying to sell to me like goodbye. I can't stand that. It's so bad on LinkedIn too. I don't use LinkedIn, but when I do, I get on there. It's like, hi, Madeline, are you a coach? Can you tell me about your profitable business strategies? And I go to their profile and it's like helping high-end coaches make more money. And that also happens on Instagram all the time of like, yeah, yeah, people popping in or this is just great feedback for anyone Mm -hmm. who does marketing stuff to listen to the things that drive us nuts. Um, I can't stand it when people also follow me and then immediately send me an email saying they want to be on my podcast the same day. It's like, you just followed me. And the same day you're saying you want to be on my podcast. Well, of course you do. Yeah. You want to get marketing. That's free. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts is free. But if you don't actually like get to know me or relate to me, like I have a rule now with all my podcasts, I don't do guest submissions, period. Love that podcast. I have, I'm the same. I have one podcast. I'm the same. And it drives me nuts. Actually. Like I used to have this dude, Scott, something or other, and he had like an agency and he would keep sending me, this was more so in the beginning of my episode, this like um, podcast, this particular dude submissions of like, obviously people that he like represents or whatever to be on my podcast. It's a great fit X, Y, and Z. And I kept saying to him, dude, if you actually listen to my podcast, you would know that I only have friends on my episodes. Mm. It's people that I already know. And I will ask them, I don't do interviews. Like I don't want to do interviews on my podcast. It's not what I'm fucking doing. And he would keep sending me submissions. And it literally got to the point where I had to say, stop sending me emails. Like you are banned from my inbox. Like I had to like block him from my inbox because it was so annoying. It's so obvious when... (laughs) It's so obvious when people don't actually follow you because I'm like, if you actually listen to my podcast, you would know that I don't do interviews with people I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I have something interesting that this is bringing up too. Yeah. Very similar to this. There's a woman who is very well known in Mm -hmm. this industry Mm -hmm. and she uh, is often on people. She's been on my podcast. Maybe she's been on yours. And she also on the side does marketing stuff. Uh She like, will do what Scott did of of say, Hey, I've got this great guest for you. That's what she does on the side. And she did that with me. And I said, cool, I trust you. So I'll have this guy on. And then the the same day or the next day that I had said, yes, I felt my body. Nope. Don't make an exception. You don't like bringing in people you don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. 
Yeah. And that one time I was going to say yes, just because she, I, I liked her. Mm. So I said, yeah. And then that day I remember I was on the subway and I just felt it in my body. Like, do not interview this guy. Yeah. So I emailed her back very quickly and I said, Hey, I'm so sorry. Or I didn't even say, I'm sorry. I just, I stood in my power. I said, mm. Hey, actually I've been feeling into this and it doesn't feel like a right fit. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you sending this to me, but I'm going to have to like retract that date that we just put down. Yeah. She like went, she was like, this is so disrespectful for you to say yes. And then no, I would have appreciated a conversation about it. So we could have worked through it. Why? It's your podcast. I know. And she preaches about women stepping into their power. And I said, yes. And then I said, you know, I'm allowed to change my mind. You are. No. And she like unfollowed me. Oh God. On Instagram. And that just never talked to me again. Maturity. That, oh my God, when people act like that, I'm like, this is the most immature way to run a fucking business. Like, because you're never yeah. going to refer any of your friends to her now. No, this is my story about her now. Like, this is what I, I mm-hmm. not that I'm going, this is the first time I've talked about this actually, but mm-hmm. it's bothered me for a long time because I know people like that in the industry all the time that I never say a word about. Like I have dated a love and relationship coach that did some really shitty things to me. Never said a word about it. Wow. I I dated one of the number one paleo podcast guys and he did something really shitty to me and like three other people all have the same story, mm-hmm. but we're all kind of like like we're good people. So do, we don't want to say their names yeah. and then bash them publicly. And that's like sometimes the, the downside of being a good hearted person yeah. is that you do the right thing and then you watch them get away with the stuff. And it's just an interesting position to be in where you're not in the shame game and you, but you also acknowledge your feels about something like, I know that's wrong. What, what she did to me that does not feel right. And what the other yeah. two people I mentioned did were not right. And you got to feel into that shit. Asks, you, you yeah, gotta, exactly. I mean, I had the same, I had a similar experience, not, not, not like really similar, but even yesterday, no, actually today I was meant to have an episode. I was meant to, in, I was meant to be interviewed by somebody else for their episode and an ex-employee booked it in. And I don't know why she fucking booked it in, to be honest. Um, and I like was, I saw it in my calendar and I was like, oh, there's no zoom link or anything in here. So I found her thing in my emails and I was like, who is this podcast? And then I looked her up and like, she didn't really have a following or like any podcast episodes. So I was like, okay. Then I tried to find her on Instagram and she had like a personal account. I was like, why? And this is not, this is not her fault. I'm just like, why was this booked in my fucking calendar anyway? And then she hadn't sent me like a Google invite. She hadn't sent me any kind of zoom link. And this is like literally the, like the day before the podcast um, interview. I don't know what we're talking about on the episode. There's been no context of what the podcast is about or like what she wants me on for. And I don't like people sending me questions because I like to flow, but I want to kind yeah, of know same. like we're talking about periods or can we talk about relationship stuff or like getting out of your masculine or whatever it is. Anyway, so I sent her an email being like, hey, I haven't gotten a confirmation about tomorrow. And this was booked like a month in advance. So like you would need to send me a confirmation. I haven't gotten a confirmation about tomorrow or like a Zoom link. Like, can I please get a Google invite? So like I can also make sure that I have the correct time because we're in different time zones. I want to make sure the right time is in my calendar in my time zone. Anyway, and she replies and she was like, oh yeah, here's the Zoom link. Um, but there was no, still no calendar invite. And I'm like, we're in different time zones. Shit gets fucked. Like I need a calendar invite so I can cross reference. Um, anyway, and then she was like, oh, and by the way, I'm just going to be on audio tomorrow for Zoom. So I messaged Sarah. I was like, 
get me the fuck out of that episode. I was like, the fact that she hasn't sent, like, there's no professionalism and I'm running Mm -hmm. a professional business here. There's been no calendar invite. I have to ask for the Zoom link. There's still no cross-reference of the time zones. And then I'm going to be on audio only. I'm like, sorry, I don't talk to screens. Mm -hmm. If I want to talk to a screen, I'll record my own episode. I want to have a human interaction with someone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like that was even hard for me because I don't like pulling out a shit. Um, last minute, but I actually, my friend that I had over the afternoon that uh, yesterday afternoon, the mushroom dude, not, not the mushroom dude, but like whoever we were talking about before. Um, he was like, pull the fuck out. Like you don't have time for this. And I was like, you know what? Friday night, 6 PM. No, I don't have time for this. Like I want to go out for a drink, like with my friends now. Like I'm not sitting on a podcast talking to a fucking screen because they're not going to put their face on it. You know, you got to honor that shit. And also I'm assuming that you realized with, with all of those little things leading up to it, you've done enough podcasts by now that no, you know how that interview is going to go. Correct. It's going to feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel uh, canned. Like the questions yeah. are going to be oh, like, so t- um, t- tell me what you do. Uh, okay. So this show is called the empowered woman. How do you feel empowered? It's like not catered to yeah. you. Yeah. You know that in your body, like you can tell, especially I'm going to say women, Yeah, those who are in the feminine can really tell in your body when something is not aligned or right. And it's no, it's no like disrespect to that woman. No. There's some places she can learn, obviously, yeah. like hopefully she listens to this and she <laughs> learns that there's ways that she can yeah. improve her connection beforehand. But, and, and like, cause we can sense in even the subtleties, the details mm. leading up to an interview that it's, it's disconnected. It's not about you. It's actually just about getting another podcaster yeah. on her calendar. Yeah. And it doesn't excite anybody. No it one's excited excite about having that combo. I'm going to come in kind of feeling to the episode. And then, yeah, yeah, the, the conversation, those interviews that are just like dry, you know, when you listen to them, I have to click out of them. If I'm listening to one of those on a podcast, it's so boring and, and it does not look good on the person. Like it wouldn't look good on me. So yeah, I was just like this, no, this isn't a vibe. So that was the end mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah. Good. I had someone last week that, yeah, it's great to really t- have this conversation yeah. to fill into your standards. <laughs> like, cause I had a guy who reached out to me on Instagram and asked me to be on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Send me the deets at my email here. So a week later he sent me the deets and then was like, this is just going to be a phone interview, not oh. even zoom. It's like on the cell phone. And he How gave me his number work? to call. I have no idea. I have no idea. So he just said, call me at this number at this time. That sounds great. And so first I was like, I'm calling you like, Normally, you, yeah. you call the guest. You, it's yeah. just the way things happen. Etiquette. Yeah. Etiquette. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, I was, I'm in such a, since I'm in this vortex right now, I'm, I'm much more likely to be like, sure, why not? I'm just in a flow rather than in okay. New York City where I was like, make it more clear. I got to have yeah. it this way. Like, yeah. recently I've just been like, sure, why not? I feel juicy yeah. anyways. I'll call you. <laughs> so I called him at the time. No answer. <gasps> forgot. And I, I had a feeling, I had a feeling the day before I was like, I think he's going to forget. I just have this feeling. He's one of the people that are going to forget. And he didn't answer. So I texted him and I said something like, this is our time. Did you forget? And then he sent me something back and said like, oops, just went out. I just went out. I'm in the car now. Sorry. That was it. And so of course I was like, okay, I need to like, "Mm, 
I need to give him a little bit of feedback so yeah. that he can, because this is how he's showing up in the world. That's the Whoa. thing. Like, this is how he's showing up in the world. The person he's dating, he's most likely doing the same shit with. And maybe she doesn't know how to explain totally. that hurts her. So I take like that for me is almost like this moment I can gift him for I'm how to saying, better show up in the world. When I draw and that I try boundary to do it. with somebody, I'm doing it for everyone that yeah. like doesn't have the the mm-hmm. like empowerment in them and the gumption to do it. That's who I do it for. Yeah. And how, and they might, they might not even know what they're feeling. Yeah. hmm, He's, he's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes late to our date. And is it okay? Maybe it's fine. That's what people do now. Like, I feel like that's what a woman with him would Mm -hmm. most likely think who's not like really in touch with her body. So to me, I just, I just sent him back and I was like, you know, it is, if it feels really, I don't know exactly what I said, something around this I suggest that you get more clear uh, systems and structures in place in your business and your life because feeling dropped in this way is not okay and I'm not going to be doing another interview with you. And he said something like, totally understand. Great. Great. That would have made me fucking livid. I had an interview one time with someone and I like rocked up to the interview and like, I was waiting and waiting and waiting and they never joined. And it pisses you off so far. I, I don't even like it when somebody, because I now have a thing that if I do an interview with someone else, I ask for the audio so I can put it on my podcast so mm. I can double the content. If that makes sense? Like it's, it's, I mean, it's good promo for them, but it also means that then like I can use it because it's like, you know, it's an hour out of my day. And, um, and there's sometimes, mm. some of the episodes I've listened back to, like the audio quality is so bad because they're using the, the Apple earphones and those mm. are really bad quality when you talk into them. If you ever listen back to someone on a Zoom call, like it's horrendous and then you can't use them. And I'm like, how are people listening to these episodes? So, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, people need to just like, like listen to their own podcast, listen to their own work, mm-hmm. read it, read it, listen to it, view it as though they're a consumer and be like, does this make me want to keep consuming this content? Cause like, yeah, honestly, sometimes the emails or whatever that's sent out, I'm just like, how are you running a fucking business? Yeah. Yeah. To, on on that note, maybe this is something we can talk off offline about because I'm super yeah. curious. I yeah. when I do my interviews, like the sound is never consistent, and I think it might be my computer. But I'll do Zoom interviews, and like sometimes I kid you not, people who do the Apple headphones with my interview, like whatever's happening yeah. in my computer, it sounds better than me with my whole setup. And right. I don't know, it's not yeah. always consistent. Sometimes it's shit, like you're saying. Sometimes it's really bad, and it just doesn't sound good at all, oh. or they don't have any mic at all. And it's just uh-huh. like staticky air. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange because I've got a really pretty sweet headset as you can I've never had that. Yeah, you got a sexy number on. Thanks. I've never had that. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's a weird thing. But I get what you're saying about quality is like doing the cell phone. No, don't do the what? cell phone. Don't do cell phone. I'm sorry. Don't I'm like, that. what century are we in? Yeah, that's a great question. Do you know what I mean? I'm like a phone, like who even actually like yeah. talks on a phone that much these days? It's like voice memos and then like you FaceTime and then you phone them if you need to, but you don't phone for an yeah. interview. That's just well, random. I really, I really like your, what you just said about making it a requirement to get the audio back so yeah. you can put it on your own podcast. I'm going to start doing that because it, that feels way more purposeful than just being Exactly. Like, Cause then like you've got content as well to put on your podcast episode. So you're not having to record another episode for your podcast every week. 
That's so smart. I have like, I have a whole media page on my website with hundreds of podcasts I've been on. I'm just gonna go Mm. through and be like, Hey, give me that audio. No, you should. You totally should because it's great for you. But also for me, I feel like it's then like a bit of a value exchange. Like it's almost like payment in a way of my time of like, oh yeah, I'll totally be interviewed. And then I can use that to then like kind of sell myself basically on my podcast. Like it's, it's, I I enjoy it. I like doing it. It makes it a collab. It makes it a collaboration. Yeah. Like exactly. A collaboration. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's jam on the safety around the feminine stuff and, yeah. um, or maybe, cause I know we were talking about this when we, were, when we were in Washington park, when we were in New York, but I'm interested to hear what's like your difference, I guess, between past relationships where you didn't feel safe to be fully in your feminine and now maybe your relationship that you're in now mm. where he can like hold all of you. Like, it sounds like his nerves well, is quite expanded to, like, be able to hold you. It's interesting oh. because I wouldn't quite say that. Okay. Um, yeah. So this this is – I love that we're talking about this because he – I in my past, I've dated a lot of people who are very in their feminine. Mm. Very emotional, you know, like, and, and, and there's medicine to that. Yes, there was something back in the day, if we're looking at differences back in the day, I did that unconsciously Mm. because I was super in my hardenedness. I'm not even going to say masculine because I wasn't in my like container setting time and like, yeah, wasn't, I wasn't, I was more in the perfectionistic, like rigid, tweaked out, uh, (laughs) you know, perfectionistic energy. Yeah. And then I would date really emotional people who I could somehow make a project out of and I can hold them. And, mm. and I, and then I went through, I've done now four years of deep dive studying and work and intensives and with my teachers. And I've found what the feminine means to me about being energy and, and being in touch with my emotions and also owning all of that. So combining this this container holding time and space, masculine consciousness with my feminine pleasure and energy and playfulness. Yeah. And my partner is, is a very watery, emotional soul. He feels a lot and he feels deeply. And so we've at times had a bit of a, a struggle of like me wanting to be in that space and him being in that space and then me automatically taking in the masculine pole because I do it very well. So mm. because <laughs> we have we like we've done the work. We've done the work. We can do good. And yeah, but it doesn't it feel good. It doesn't feel no. good to like have to take that mask. I fucking hate it. I'm like no. it makes me it makes me agitated and angry. It's like no, I need you to be in control. And I feel so much better when you're in control. Yeah. So it, it, so what I've been doing in this relationship is looking at the medicine in all the different areas. Cause there's something about him being so in touch with his nurturing side mm. that is medicine for me. Yeah. But then there's times where I go, I really want to be in my playful energy. And I don't feel like I can do that if you're yeah. anxious or if you're stressed. Mm. So we've been, what's so brilliant about this relationship is that it is causing me to redefine what the feminine is and really take power and being there regardless of what he does. It's like the deepest work. Mm. It's the deepest work to say he can feel what he feels and it doesn't quote, make me 
be in the masculine. I'm yes. saying it's making me be in the masculine, but how can I out playful him when he's in those states or out feminine yep. him when he's in those states? So it's coming, it's been bringing me face to face with all the reasons why I can't be feminine or can't mm-hmm. feel pleasure and making me go, okay, in this situation, how am I being codependent on his behavior? And that's not to say that there are certainly times where it's frustrating and it is polarizing me and more into the masculine, but we've been having the most like conscious conversations around why that happens. And that's what's also very unique about this relationship is because we can slow down and he can say, yeah, why is this happening? And we've, we've discovered a lot of what puts him in his more emotional states. We know what it Mm. is and we know how to fix it. We know how to, we know how to polarize the situation. Um, it's, it's honestly because so much responsibility lies on his shoulders and his work so much, so much, so much. And it puts on, it gives him some anxiety and, and then it can take him more into the emotional state. So we've realized like, all right, boundaries, you know, boundaries of what he's taking on his shoulders that do not need to live there. And in, true masculine form he's been saying okay he needs to set boundaries around his workplace so that he can show up more in that masculine state in our relationship and another thing we've been doing because we live on the we live in the same place he works yeah bedroom is in the house of where he works like yeah there's no there's literally no boundary and it makes me more emotional because I don't have my queendom yeah you have space I don't have my space. So we're both really emotional because I don't have the things I need to get space and have my container and a bedroom, my altar. Like, so I get anxious. And then he gets that way too, because his phone is being blown up. His door is being knocked on. He's living in the place he works. So we've realized we need to get off the property. Yeah. Have our own house. So we're taking action steps to get our own house to like, to to have time and space because that's going to allow me to feel more in my queendom, feel more grounded in the work I do because I actually have an office again. Yeah, and then yeah. that's going to give him boundaries so that he can distance himself from any stress that he's feeling at work and then show up for me. So we're doing the work. Like we're at, we, yeah. we didn't just enter a relationship that's already perfectly polarized. We got into a relationship where there's massive amounts of love with two people who are both very capable of being in the masculine, but also feel really emotional a lot of the times because of the situation we're in. When are relationships ever fucking perfect? I feel like the idea of like, I actually, I have said this before, but the idea in like our world that fucking frustrates me of like, if you are in a relationship and he makes you second guess or he makes you feel anything but perfection, like he's not your man, it's all over Instagram, it fucks me off because I'm like, are you kidding me? You can do all of the work by yourself and then when you go into a relationship, everything comes up again and you need to be able to hold yourself in all those new containers. It's fucking bullshit. That stuff on Instagram of like your king will never make you X, Y, Z. I'm like, fuck that shit. That is such bullshit. It's so not true. It drives me up the wall. I'm like relationships require so much work on both, like both parties and anyone's idea of like, Oh, if I've done all the work, I'll attract in a man that's done all of his work. And then like, we'll be perfect. It's like, no, no, nope, nope, nope. nope. Absolutely. Never, ever, never, never, ever. And 
Yeah. Like there's been so many moments where uh, my old pattern is to just leave. My old pattern is to walk away rather quickly. My longest relationship's like a year and a half. Yeah. And I'm a relationship teacher and I teach polarity. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's all great. It's not that I'm a hypocrite in any way. It's that I've chosen to be on my own and do that work. Then I've chosen to be with another and do that work. Yeah. So this relationship for me has, there's been a lot that's come up of like, but I want to be already in this situation mm. where it's polarized and there's a masculine him and a feminine me. And, and, and I've had to slow down and say like this in itself is old of being like, I want to enter something that's already perfectly polarized because that's actually not what I want. What yeah. I want is love to be love and to feel love. And these labels, these words, as much as we love saying feminine and masculine and yin and yang and all of this, they can limit. They can majorly limit and they can become an excuse to walk away from something that's fucking good because you just don't want to do the work. Yes. I don't, I don't like it when I hear people say, as soon as he makes you like guess, or as soon as it doesn't go your way, like walk away. It's like, where is there room for human error? There has to be room for human error. One trillion fucking percent. Have you read The Queen's Code? Yes. Good yeah. book. So I just started reading that. I have a very hard time with her reading, her writing style. Oh, I don't but, like, I don't like how it's like a narrative. I'm like, just give me the facts. Yeah. Don't make up some yeah. whole story. Cause it actually got really confusing with all of the names and trying to follow like a story and learn from it at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I've read a, a book from her before and I had to stop because it just, mm. the, the way the narrative works. But if you can get through it, yeah. um, I'm at the, I'm at the part where, where, it is, it is making a lot of sense of like women judge themselves constantly against the perfect person. Yeah. And as a byproduct, we do that also with our partner. Mm-hmm. So anything they do that doesn't feel perfect, we're immensely judging it because we're constantly judging ourselves against yeah. the perfect person. Yeah. So anything they do that seems like, quote, slobby or like piggy or frustrating or mm-hmm. lazy or you know, egocentric. It's not to say that these things don't exist. Of course they do. But also there's a part of our own shit in that where we look at what they're doing and we just judge it because it's not what we would do because we're going after perfection. (laughs) So like that's been helping me a lot of what do I judge about? Like, uh, you know, and just remembering we're all, we're all just like, we're all all just spirits. And I feel like people, especially in relationships, it's like, you need to allow room for human error. If you also know how to communicate, like if you know how to be like, I love you. And then there is space for growth and development. But if you, if you don't know how to be like, I love you. And, and you don't know how to draw boundaries and you just have resentment, 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 then you're ruining the relationship every time you don't speak up when something annoys you. And how can he or she improve if you also don't communicate mm-hmm. with them of like, Hey babe, when you do this, it makes me feel like X. Yeah. Yeah. So I have an example of that, of what yeah. we've done recently. Like this, just this relationship, I've never experienced anything like it where our communication is so on point. Like yeah. we all, all, all of our feelings are on the table always and they're always welcome. And, and I, I would much rather have that. Oh yeah. A man who's like in his masculine and, and like is always control of time and space. And like, this is way more playful and fun. Mm. And like, it feels like two humans doing their best together and there's so much more love. love but that. we, with, with living in a place where there's no clear boundaries, 
it, emotions just skyrocket and, mm. and, and it, it just, it, it, it like snowballs before you realize it. Cause yeah. you're just like, Oh my God, I haven't had any privacy. My phone is I blowing can imagine up. Like, that. Oh, that would kill and, me. It's yeah. So we're actually fixing it next week. Like yeah, we're, we, we work fast. Good. So, but, but two weeks ago before we were realizing what was happening, um, we had an instance where communication wasn't being clear. He wanted to spend time together one night and I just wanted to go to bed and, and then it just wasn't spoken. You know, he didn't yeah. say, I really want to make sure before we have weekend, a weekend of ceremonies where I'm busy, he's busy, mm. that we spend a good night together. You know, he didn't say that clearly. So instead of letting me know he wanted a night together before a weekend of ceremonies, he just, fine, it's fine. You go to bed if that's what you want. So mm-hmm. th- then, then I get triggered because I can feel he's frustrated about me going yeah. to sleep. And then my avoidant nature, yeah. my avoidant attachment style comes up because it's like, you think I can't have a night to myself where I go to bed early by myself? Well, also yes. you. <laughs> so his anxious attachment came up, my avoidant attachment. Yeah. Then we went through about three days. Honestly, it went too long, wow. but it was about three days of like heightened emotions because it was three days of ceremony also. Yeah. Like, cause he works at night. That's his, that's his, he's the, he does all of it. You know, he's like, okay. he doesn't call himself a shaman, but he's very much in that world. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then after all of that, we slowed down and we said, what could we have done? And he said, well, well, I said, actually, I said, I said, well, here's what you could have done. (laughs) You could have have said, hey, I'm about to do three nights of ceremony. I really want to spend a night with you, whether it's, you know, Wednesday or Thursday night and give me those options. Yeah. Options as an avoidant attacher. And then it would have been fine. And so this week he did exactly that. He implemented Mm. that. He said, I would like to spend either Wednesday night with you or Thursday night with you before my next three nights of ceremonies. Voila. Yeah. I then had choice. So my avoidant and attachment style wasn't triggered. I was like, oh, yeah. I have Wednesday or Thursday. I get to choose. And then he gets to speak his need to want to connect before these ceremonies. How delicious is that? It's so much better. Okay. I had this example the other day of like um, a friend who like said something and I actually just, and this is another example of like when you draw a boundary and you just express it to a person, like there is no resentment and the relationship can continue. And, um, I just said to him like, Hey, I totally understand why you sent me that. Like I really do. However, I wasn't asking for that. And I actually didn't want that. And like, when you sent me that, it actually made me kind of close off a bit and maybe like, Oh, so like, there's no shame. I'm not saying that like you're terrible all I'm sharing all I'm saying is this is what happens and I actually just wanted x y and z so yeah and he was like oh my god I feel like an idiot I'm so sorry blah blah and I'm like no no no. like you don't need to be like you don't need to feel like an idiot like trust me like it's all good and and I and I said to him like I know most and he was blown away I was like look most women they wouldn't say anything to you straight away they would hold a grudge and it would build and build and build and it would turn into resentment. And then I'd be bitching about you to all my girlfriends behind your back, blah, blah, blah. And, but, but because I don't do that, when I say it's like, cool, moving on, I actually mean cool, moving on. And I'm not going to be thinking about, about it. Like I don't give yeah. a fucking shit. And he actually was like, oh my God, that has like blown my mind of how true it is of women just bottling and then bitching to all their friends and making it a bigger deal than what it is. Instead of just saying in that moment, Hey babe, made me feel like X done finito. Cool. Moving on. I love you. Mm. Mm. So much easier. It's not an energy drain. You're not putting fucking anger towards that person or sending them hate or anything like that. It's just like done and dusted moving on with life. 
Yes, 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 yes. That's one of the rules that I've had for myself is that I just talk to the person directly of whatever mm-hmm. the shit is. Mm-hmm. You know, like in relationship, I try to keep my relationship stuff in my relationship. I'd yeah. rather come to him than go to my girlfriends. And it's interesting how that for a lot of men, I think it's going to be um, a very new process for, yeah. for women to say like, ouch, that hurt. Let me tell you yeah. why. Are you open hearing? Like, yeah. this is what I would have loved instead. Are you open to hearing? Like, are you in a yeah. space right now where you can hold that? Or even if you come back to them, minutes later and realize I actually needed to say to him that didn't sit well make sure that like you're in kind of that can like a container don't just like offload to him when he's at a really stressful day and can't hear because it will actually make the problem worse worse yeah yeah and also like there's a there's a psychological shift that happens when a person says yes yeah like you're making the choice like that's always been very important for me because Mm -hmm. like I had like suffocating parents. I can't, I can't even like, you know, like I had to write contracts like and sign my name (laughs) for the kinds of clothes I would wear and like, like have little laminated things in my little laminated cards in my wallet that were my commitment to my parents. Like it was just so intense. So now as an adult, I'm avoidant because I'm afraid everyone's trying to control me. Yeah. And so for me, if someone says, Hey, here's your choice or is it okay? you know, oh my God, it it makes, when I say yes, I feel so empowered because I got to say yes. And most men are the same way. Mm. Like that quality within me is pretty like a a quote masculine type thing of like needing to have a container for things. And most men are that way too. They don't want you to just come in and say, let me just offload my feelings on you. Yeah. They don't like an appointment. Yeah, time, a space, a container. Book it in calendar. Like literally when can I really need to share with you? Or I actually had a really tough day and I need some of your advice. Can you hold the space or when can you hold the space? So different. And it's up for, it's up for, it's up for them. It's, it's the responsibility of the receiver to be honest. Are you in a place where you can handle this or are you not? And does it help if you say yes for the, for the next hour Mm. or yes for the next 30 minutes? Like you're welcome to make it like craft it to what you're able to do. If if you can drop in with your yeah. woman on a deeper level, knowing it's going to end in 30 minutes, then say that, say, yes, I have the time, but only until 7.30. And then yeah. I've got to finish the rest of my work. And then we can have TV relax time. Like, and give her the, I think that's a know. gift. Like that to me turns me on for a dude to be like, hey, don't have the space right now, but come back in 15 minutes. And then I can, I'm like, Yes, sir. Like it's fucking attractive because boundaries are attractive. And well, for me, someone, because I am such a a truth speaker, for someone to express like their truth to me and me know that they're not going to hold resentment against me and that I can actually be myself and they can hold it is like such an amazing quality for me. Like that's really important for me for someone to be able to be honest with me. I really don't understand. I mean, I'm at Enneagram 8, so I do not understand Mm. people pleasers. And so like, when I'm in a relationship with someone, if they're a people pleaser and they're doing it to me, I'm like, it actually frustrates me because I'm like, just tell me what you want or just tell me when you can hear me, can't hear me. Like, for example, I would much rather someone text me being like, Hey, I'm thinking of you, but I have no time this week to catch up. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. I'm the same way. Cool. Like I'm actually like, thank you. Like that turns me on. I'm like, thank you so much for telling me that. Have an amazing week. But for someone to just be too afraid to say that and be like, I'll just say nothing that annoys the fuck out of me. And it makes me actually have resentment towards the person. 
they're not trustable. That's, yeah. that's the main word is that they are not trustable. And mm-hmm. then you have to ask yourself, what would make them more trustable? Like, yeah. do I need them to set clear containers? Do I need them to say ick when they mean ick? Like a small example that sometimes comes up yeah. in my relationship that I keep telling him is that yeah. if there's, if there, cause he's like quite easygoing too, okay. you know, and, and, and sometimes we'll have a song on our show on that I'll change, I'll say like, can we change this? And he'll say like, thank God. Yes. I'll be like, no, I wanted you to tell me, like, tell me if you Mm. hate this song. Tell me if you hate this TV show. It's something as simple as that. A feminine, we want to know if you're a true yes or no to something. And even if you don't like something, like a show that we're watching, you can tell me. Yeah. I don't like this. And I have it on because my baby wants to watch it. And I want want to have it on because you want to watch it. A lot of men are afraid because they're afraid their woman can't hold their emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're afraid yep. that they're afraid their woman is going to be like, why does it have to be about you? We'll come back and it comes back to that yeah. emasculation piece. And so, so they don't say anything at all. Yeah, It's because they want to please us. And it, it's a two way street of like, you need like basically relationship wise. It's like, you want to be with a woman that as a, as a man, you want to be with a woman that is going to speak up her truth and also not judge you for speaking your truth. So you both need to be able to be in a space where you speak your truth. And then if you're a woman, you want to be with the man that speaks his, his truth. But if you want that, you also need to be able to speak your truth. Like you kind of have a double standard of like, I want you to tell me what, what you, what you want, but you don't tell him what you want. It's got to be Such a good point, a two way fucking street, you know, otherwise what, like, Such a good you point. can't expect anything, anything else. Yeah. Because I can imagine some people, if their partner was like, I don't like this song, they'd say, oh, it's all about you then. Yeah. Fine. Then what do you want to listen to? You yeah. can't do that. You yeah. have to know, like, like you're, you always have agency. You always have sovereignty. If you really want to listen to that song, you can find a way. But yeah. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, your deeper desire is to have love flowing in any given moment. Mm-hmm. So like if that song is stopping the flow of love, maybe you can open your perspective and take that bird's eye view and be like, well, that's okay. Like I can listen to the song later. I can hold my truth that I love this song and I can Mm -hmm. listen to it in an hour and I'll find something that we can mutually agree on. Or maybe I'll actually take another route and and reveal to him how that makes me feel and you play around with it. And you're like, yeah, hit that (laughs) him because you want to hear that song, but you create art out of it. You don't punish him. Yeah. You don't punish him for his truth. That's such a, that's such a key thing of like the system of punishment and reward. Like I'm, if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to pick reward. I'd rather reward my partner just over and over and over for all the wonderful yes. things. But, but at the core of that is, is just being kind, you know, like being kind when people share their truth, being kind when your feelings are hurt too. Kindness is, uh, a pillar of this relationship that I haven't had in others of, mm. of how can I demonstrate my truth in a way that is kind um, and is caring and, both to myself and to him. I'm just, and I'm someone like exactly saying the kindness and I'm like, I always am just that person where it's like, just be a decent human being. That's what I ask for. And people, when, when dudes ask me like, what are your boundaries? Which is like a hot question to be asked. It's like, you know what my number one thing is like, obviously communication and respect, but it's like, be a decent human. Like that's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for you to be anything magical or any crazy, like done all the deep work kind of thing. I don't need that. I love that, but I don't need that. But what I do need is like human fucking decency. Cause I am, 
I'm just a really open communicator. I really respect people. And like an example of respect is like, if I have someone over at my house and I like, or I'm out with somebody and I want to go home, I actually will say, and this is, I've done this before. Like I'm not just saying this. I've literally done this before and it takes fucking gumption, but it feels so good to do, to be like, Hey, this is going to, I literally said this like a month ago. Hey, I know that you're at my house and I really appreciate that you're about to cook me dinner and X, Y, and Z, but I actually want you to go home because I actually really need a night by myself. And I like, don't, I don't want to spend any more time with you. And it's like the biggest weight off my shoulders. And you know what, if they're, if they're not a really egotistical man and they can drop into like their heart, they're actually like, whoa, thank you so much. That would have taken such balls. And I'm like, oh yeah. Um, but thank you because I'm not, I'm not here for the next four hours cooking you dinner, doing whatever, when you don't actually want me to be here. Like I'd much rather be here when you want me to be here, when you like are in the right headspace. And it's so nice for me to then be like, it's actually a turn on for someone to be able to like take your boundary and be like sweet and not make it about them, but be like, thank you. Like Mm. it's, you know, and, and I'm that person. So when somebody else, can't do that to me. It's like very challenging. Oh my God. Oh God. It was like sweet honey nourishment to my soul. Like a love. Cause I know that feeling when you just get what you wanted, you get yeah. what you wanted, you know, that you need a night to yourself. And instead of just being like, all right, it's just one more night that I can bend over backwards and be a martyr. And tomorrow it's a new day. Tomorrow I'll have time to myself. It, the, the cycle just keeps continuing. You have to start, stop it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that stop is going to be, like you said, uncomfortable and it's going to take gumption but when you do it you also discover a lot about the other person of like how they handle that that's so true they get triggered and 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 it's important to leave room for them to be upset by that Mm -hmm. like let them have their own experience their own like without making them wrong for it because maybe you speak their truth and some something in them gets a little triggered by feeling rejected and they take it personally it's a whole process they have to feel too. And from there you can, you, like, that's where communication comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, and being uh, someone doing all this work, let's say you do have a situation like that with someone and they don't quite respect that boundary or they get hurt by it. That's a moment you can also teach them and be like, here's what I did. What yeah. I did was I set a boundary because I wanted to be home alone. And it's better for me to do that and spend time with you when I really want to and have the energy for it than not because I'll resent you and what would have felt really good is for you to just let me do that and for you Mm. to say thank you or for you to like honor that and not make me not try to uh I don't know how you'd say it not 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 project like project not not project um like anger or uh disappointment or anything onto me yeah yeah. While still, while like you're teaching them while still letting them have their experience. Yeah. Experience. And so what I, when I have to do a really tough boundary like that, what I just say is like, Hey, I've loved the hours that we spent together so far. Um, but I'm actually just getting really tired and I actually want you to go home. Never, but never say, but it's like, I've loved like, yeah. firm. I've loved our time together. You know, it's been a really nice afternoon and I've kind of hit a wall and I actually want you to go home and like some yeah. shit's been coming up for me. And I just need to like process that for a second, for example. And I, I would love for you to go home and I can see you again when I'm feeling like I want to see you again because, and I always like to say, because I don't want to resent you. Mm-hmm. 
I always like to kind of add that in. So they kind of, it helps. I feel like it helps the receiver to receive it of like, she's actually doing me a favor. Like she's gifting Mm -hmm. me this. She is um, being a decent human by being like, I don't want to resent you. Um, I don't want to wish that you went home earlier. So I'm going to say this so that we can both be happy. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. So good. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's already been an hour. Uh, is there anything I know the jam on or say Madeline before we go? Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) no. Okay. It feels good. It feels good. I can't think of anything else. It was a juicy conversation. The shitty marketing now to, yeah, now to all this feminine deliciousness. So thanks for your time. It's been nice to catch up. So nice. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be back in New York, which is a bummer. I'm like, at this point, I'm crossing my fingers for January, to be honest. What did I say, guys? Nugget fucking galore. So I hope that you loved that episode as much as I did and you got all the juicy vibes from it with Madeline and I. Go check out Madeline. Come to my Instagram if you haven't already followed me. And also, I'm going to Croatia soon, so you're going to want to follow me because you're going to want all the fucking vibes from that Croatia trip. We are going to go on so many adventures. Like, the list is long and I'm so fucking excited. We are just going to have the best fucking time. So make sure you're following me on my Instagram stories and obviously go follow Madeline as well for all of her juicy wisdom. And I will see you guys in the next episode and please leave a review if you haven't already a written one um, means the absolute world to me and it goes so far so thank you for all of you that have done that and if you go and do that now thank you so much well thank you so much for tuning in i hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode i would be really really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate hopefully five and if you could share this podcast so that i can help more women live a life of flow and ease i would be so fucking grateful Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful and I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to work with me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 